Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Covering every angle of Sunday's slate of football, this is the Pro Football Blitz on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back in, everybody. It is hour number four, the final hour here of the Pro Football Blitz. Eventually, we will hand it off to Mr. Greg Peterson at the top of the next hour, and then he'll take you from 9 p.m. Pacific to 12 midnight Pacific. That, of course, midnight to 3 a.m. Eastern time for the Greg Peterson experience. And right now, it is the Jordan Love experience as Aaron Rodgers has been pulled from this ball game. The Philadelphia Eagles at a field goal there, 37-23. to So a 14-point advantage with less than 12 minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Green Bay will get the ball back on the ensuing kickoff. And Jordan Love will come in at quarterback for Aaron Rodgers. And I think a combination of things here, Mike, the game is starting to get out of hand. And Aaron Rodgers was getting beat up as well. I don't know how badly he is as far as the injury. Maybe he is ready to come back next week. We don't know any of that at this point. Um, but certainly time to pull him out of this game and out of precautionary reasons at the very least. Yeah, we don't know what the x-rays kind of revealed. I mean, they removed his pads. Obviously, you know, you have x-ray machines and stuff like that uh, at stadiums now. And, um, but, yeah, I mean, he, he was in a lot of pain, uh, discomfort. Um, but the landscape of the National Football League continues to change. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is the elite quarterback. Tom Brady looked Human not Tom today. Brady Human. today. Yeah, I mean – at some point, that's going to catch up to him where he's not as consistent as he once was. And um, you look at the you look at the landscape of the National Football League and and all across, how many backup quarterbacks are on on the field now? Oh, it's amazing. Uh, Bryce and, Perkins, yeah, you know, for, yeah, the, for the Rams, who's uh, really the third stringer. Sure, Mike sure. White, Mike White. I mean, so this is your opportunity though for Jordan Love and a chance to audition, um, and uh, a chance to kind of showcase and, and maybe. Um, make a case for your future, mm-hmm. right? Uh, because you don't know what Aaron Rodgers is going to choose to do moving forward. But um, for Jordan Love, this is an opportunity, right? In, in a situation where you have to throw the ball, uh, maybe they can run it still and help him out that way. But uh, this is a this is a big stage, and and certainly a lot of people are going to be talking about Jordan Love and his performance uh, in the fourth quarter. Now, I don't know how you weigh it out and how you want to evaluate it either. But to me, as a player, I would be looking at an opportunity. Uh, here for my future. So, but as a better, I mean, just the whole landscape of the National Football League, we have very, very few uh, elite level or or quarterbacks that rise to that occasion each and every week. Uh, and we have more and more of the backup quality quarterback uh, playing in the National Football League now. 
Well, it'll be interesting to see next year's draft, which is pretty quarterback heavy with some awful good ones. Uh, 37-23, a 14-point advantage for the Philadelphia Eagles. Less than 12 minutes to go in regulation, and they are 14.5-point favorites are the Eagles in the live market. Your live total has now dipped to 67.5 after that field goal for Philadelphia. We were talking about the Raiders and the Seahawks game Mm -hmm. in the last segment, and I want to get to what they have on deck. If you recall the Las Vegas Raiders, I have referenced this scenario. Last year, they go through the out of the blue firing of John Gruden, and there was so much turmoil and distraction in the locker room following that. You wondered how they were ever going to be able to put together a win. They go on the road at Denver. They take care of the Broncos. They really hammer the Broncos. They come back home after that, and they win at home against the Philadelphia Eagles. And very similarly, this year, Derek Carr's on the podium in tears, and it appears that this team has hit rock bottom. What do they do? They go out on the road, and they beat Denver again. Then they put a second win in a row together against the Seattle Seahawks. What will they have up their sleeve next, the Las Vegas Raiders, as they host the Los Angeles Chargers here at Allegiant Stadium? The Chargers, two-and-a-half-point favorites in that one currently, and the Seahawks will be at the Rams, and they are four-and-a-half-point favorites over Los Angeles. And with the way the Rams have been as of late, I mean, four and a half actually seems short. <laughs> yes, it does. I mean, it really does. Uh, you saw some signs of the Rams' defense putting up effort. You know, maybe if it's they've, the opponent, they've really right? had a pretty decent defense all year. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and so I commend them for that uh, from a betting standpoint, betting perspective. You know, for the Raiders, they got out the gate with three losses in a row. Mm-hmm. So they didn't have that feeling in the locker room of success coming off of last year. Okay, what's going on? We still feel like we can fix it. You get a win at home against Denver. Okay, we're back on track. Uh, and then you lose to Kansas City when you had that game. Oh, right? yeah, that was – that was. Um, and you know, and you remember, you and I have talked about that game. It was maybe the worst officiated mm-hmm. game I've seen all year. Right, right. That final score really wasn't indicative of that, of that game being good or bad. Yeah, lack of execution uh, down the stretch too. Two receivers run into each other. If they don't run into each other, Devontae – uh, Adams has a touchdown mm-hmm. for the win. Um, then they, okay, you beat Houston. Oh, okay, you're supposed to do that. But then to lose three in a row against teams with losing records, that's when the crying at the podium and all this yes. stuff and players yes. calling out each other. And uh, you wonder if this team even liked each other. Now that the Raiders have put together back-to-back wins, of course they're going to start feeling good and they're going to start liking each other and, and say, okay, this is how it was supposed to be. So what changed? Is it the tension to detail in practice? Perhaps, probably. Is it the belief in self? Absolutely. I, I think the evaluation of players, too, from the new coaching staff and understanding what these players are capable of and what they do well, that's part of it, too. So it is coming together for the Raiders, and they have shown some consistency here. So from a betting perspective, I'm completely throwing away what I saw earlier in the year Uh, from the Raiders and looking at the Raiders these last two weeks, though. Tell you what, Christian Watson doesn't mind who's in at quarterback for the Green Bay Packers as Jordan Love finds him over the middle on a slant, and Watson takes it all the way. Uh, A uh, four-play, 75-yard drive, and the Packers are on the board once again. Uh, That was impressive. I don't know if you saw that, Mike, but uh, Jordan Love just slinged it right over the middle there, and Watson did the rest. Uh, and the Packers are on the board. They cut the deficit to just seven points. Extra point is good. 37-30, to 30, Philadelphia now leading the Green Bay Packers with under nine minutes left to go in regulation. And the live spread gets cut in half as well. Philadelphia was a 14-and-a-half-point favorite on the live market. Wow. They are now seven-and-a-half-point favorites. And your in-game total yeah. now at a new high, high water mark. 74 and a half points for your in-game total. Well, that'll settle you down right there if you're Jordan Love, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, and and this guy Watson, oh I mean, God. you and I have yeah. talked about how much we like Watson, uh, watching him, Watson. And, uh, boy, he is uh, really a highlight reel. I, I think this kid is great. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens with Aaron Rodgers here yeah. and his health. But I, I think Green Bay is definitely – I don't think we're the only ones that like that kid. No, he outran the angle. I don't know if you noticed that right I did. There. So I did. Coming out of college, uh, North Dakota State, I mean, uh, I thought he could have been a first-rounder. I mean, we were doing shows in which, uh, okay, guaranteed four receivers going to go in the first round, perhaps five. And then, lo and behold, there could be six if, if this guy can, can get up there. But – uh, I thought the pairing, 
when he did get drafted to Green Bay was going to be something that could energize and excite Aaron Rodgers, but it got off to a, such a rocky start mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because of the, I think there was an age disconnect too. Like Rodgers, speaking of and the dropped standard, that first touchdown pass, for, right? You know, that right. probably didn't help. No, from a confidence standpoint, no. It, there was no way that they were building his confidence up. Uh, and and it's like, why why are you doing that? There's there's no example in that receiver room either to help mentor or bring these young pups along either. So the dynamic that way uh, certainly hurt Green Bay. But now that you're deeper into the year, you see this guy emerging. You get Dobbs back and get him healthy. Uh, you know that that's a nice receiving core. Uh, to moving forward. Let's talk about the game in the other desert in Glendale, Arizona, the Chargers at the Cardinals. And the home team got in action first with a 33-yard touchdown pass from Kyler Murray to DeAndre Hopkins. And then they began the second quarter with a Matt Prater field goal, and it was 10 to nothing, Arizona. Five minutes later, the Chargers responded with a two-yard strike from Justin Herbert to Keenan Allen. It was 10 to 7, Cardinals. Four minutes later, Herbert to DeAndre Carter for a 33-yard touchdown catch and carry. And Los Angeles was now out in front for the first time all day, 14 to 10. With 12 seconds left in the first half, Kyler Murray rushes it in from the five-yard line. And Arizona now had the lead 17-14, headed into halftime. Chargers came out in the second half and got a field goal to tie it at 17 apiece. Kyler Murray then came back to find James Conner for the touchdown, and Arizona was back on top, 24-17 to begin the fourth quarter. It looked like it was going to end this way. Chargers get the ball back on offense, late in regulation, down by seven. Austin Eckler catches a Justin Herbert touchdown pass from one yard out, and they go for two and get it. Los Angeles takes the lead, 25-24 with 18 seconds left in the game, and that's how it would end. Arizona blew the lead in the fourth quarter. Arizona drops to one and five straight up at home this season. Chargers four and two straight up on the road, but Arizona does get the cash today in the loss. The game just sneaks over the total with that two-point conversion being good. Chargers fall to, or excuse me, Cardinals fall to four and eight. Chargers improve to six and five. Yeah, it's a good matchup for the Chargers. I mean, taking the points with the Cardinals was a was a betting play, uh, if you look at it that way. I, I think uh, some teaser situations too, perhaps. Sure. But, um, uh, you know, the Cardinals are such a mess. But from a betting perspective, to me, that was where you needed to go. I mean, you look at the score of this game, Brady, uh, 25-24. I'm going to find the score that I had for this game. Because um, I seldom say that. I had this game. 25 to 24. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> <Everybody> <laughs> That's pretty good. That's really good. Right, right. That's really good. <laughs> It'd I be nice to it. get a prize for that on I that two-point conversion, you know? I know. I didn't play it you that could, way. There are markets like that, mm-hmm. where, and they, they, I, I sometimes mess around with it for the Super Bowl, but I yeah. imagine you could find it yeah. where you predict the exact score. Yeah, I know. I, I mean, it's big numbers. I, it's a big number. When I saw that, I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I've seen that number before, and then, lo and behold, my notes, there it is. <laughs> it's pretty good. Um, but, but that was was the type of game I was going to envision, and it kind of played out that way too. Finesse team on finesse team, mm-hmm. uh, dump underneath the Austin Eckler when there's space, uh, and then the Cardinals are going to take chances. But then also offensively, are they going to execute in, in clutch situations? Philadelphia up on the Packers, 37 to 30. Jalen Hurts rushing the football once again. Eight minutes left to go in this ball game. We'll update you on that, and I want to continue the conversation about the Chargers and the Cardinals when we return. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. 
I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All my friends love it. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds, it was shocking. I have to know what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. This is the Pro Football Blitz on VCU, the sports betting network. Fall sports are in full swing, and BetRivers Online Sportsbook is your home for all the latest lines, odds, and boosts. Whether you're a football, hockey, or basketball fan, BetRivers has you covered. Join us every week for our new promotions like Tuesday Hockey First Goal Insurance, Friday Night College Football Bet Plus Get, Sunday Football Parlay Insurance, and more. Head to BetRivers.com or download the BetRivers app today. It's a whole new game. And I tell you what, I, I don't know if it's a whole new game just yet for the Packers. They had an opportunity there to stop the Philadelphia Eagles on third down, but were not able to withstand the rushing surge from the Philadelphia Eagle offensive line and their backfield. Now facing second and eight and into Green Bay territory, Philadelphia on the move once again, but only a seven point game here. The Eagles have moved to eight and a half point favorites in the live market. Uh, this is probably not going to be a game where the Packers would cover the spread but not tie the game up. I mean, they're not probably going to kick a field goal at this point and get, side, and get inside that number of six or six and a half, even seven, whenever you got this one. Uh, currently a seven-point margin, just about three and a half minutes left. So you have to get a stop here and hope the Packers are able to get the ball back on offense before Philly scores again. Yeah, from the contest perspective, though, Brady, I want to say it was – Seven? It was seven. Yeah. Uh, it was seven at Circa and six and a half in the Westgate. Yeah. So this would be a push mm-hmm. uh, if you took the Packers or the Eagles in the Circa Million. Right, right. So you're looking at a push situation in, in that contest. Um, uh, but I believe the Packers just got to stop. They're going to force a punt. Perhaps, okay, perhaps. Okay. So now <laughs> there is life. Now we do have I a mean, whole new game. We didn't uh, just well, about four plays ago, but uh, possibly Siri- a whole new game now. Maybe Sirianni's going to go for it though. Fourth and three, <laughs> and uh, into Green Bay territory. I want to say, what is he about the thirty-five yard line or so? Forty-yard line, line of the Green Bay Packers. Uh, okay, inside the forty. I, I was I was close at about the thirty-five, thirty-six yard line uh, for the Philadelphia Eagles. No, no, no. It's not. Is it the thirty? Yes, it is. Thirty-six yard line. Fourth and three, and he is going to go for it. Mm. Uh, no, he's not going to go for it. Maybe yeah. it looks like he's uh, calling a timeout here. Uh, I don't know. What do you think, Mike? Um, you got a Jordan Love on the opposite side of the field. I mean, I think you're thinking that we can just go win it here, get a first down, or Jordan Love came in and hit uh, Watson for a big play in the touchdown, though. Right, so, right. Um, oh, this is a tough call. I mean, this is here, – here you go, Twitter and everybody. What would you do, right? Yeah. Uh, if it was me, I would go for it. I think that's I have so probably, many options offensively. You know, a punt is only going to, you know, even if you pin it deep, mm-hmm. it, it gets you about 20 yards, yeah. 25 yeah. yards, They still like have that. to get into the end zone. Uh, um, the field goal, I mean, you're looking at, uh, I mean, that's what, a 53-yarder? Uh, 53-yarder, the percentages of that versus going forward on fourth and three with this type of offense. Jalen Hurts uh, and what he was doing. 
Um, and they, what he's looks like they doing. are going to line up yeah. to kick it here. No. <laughs> um, if he misses, uh, it, it's trouble. Yeah. Um, if he makes it, uh, you know, it, it's pretty much game over with a two possession lead. Uh, but uh, they are lining up to kick it now, and uh, looks like this is going to be good. So great move uh, for the Philadelphia Eagles. It worked, yeah. and that makes it 40-30, to 30, a 10-point advantage now with two minutes and 16 seconds left in the game. But Four timeouts, though. If you're looking for a straight-up <laughs> win, if you bet the Packers on the money line, yeah. it doesn't look great, but it looks pretty decent right now if you're catching seven or six-and-a-half, six points with the Packers as a touchdown gets you inside that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, you got two possessions that you need. You got three timeouts plus the fourth one with the two-minute warning. Yeah. Um, so that happened outside of the two-minute warning. So you're going to get that. Uh, a good kickoff return. We've seen good kickoff returns so far. We too. have. For Green Bay, um, but yeah, I mean, you got to figure Philly's going to be playing a little soft. Sure, sure. And Green Bay should be able to probably get it into the red zone. Mm-hmm. And how far uh, who, was that field goal one more time? I thought it was fifty-three. Was it fifty? Okay, because they were at about the thirty-six yard line. Yeah, so that would uh, add up to fifty-three or fifty-four, okay. as yeah. far as I know. Chances of that versus just going forward, and um, it worked. Yeah, it worked. It, it worked. worked. Fifty-four <laughs> yards, I guess, officially. Yeah was the distance. Uh, Ten-point advantage now for Philadelphia. I mean, they got over 350 yards rushing the football right now. Talking about Philadelphia. so That's what I was thinking. Yeah. But, um, you know, hey, it worked. It worked. Um, See, there you and go. And here you go with a good kickoff <laughs> return. Boy, uh, wow. Mm. Packers are all the way out to almost midfield. I yeah. want to say about their own 47-yard line is where Jordan Love and company will start on right. offense, trailing by 10. 209 left in this ball game. So again, if you're holding a ticket on the Packers plus the points, um, you're feeling pretty decent right now. Yeah. We will see how it unfolds. Uh, let's talk about the Rams and the Chiefs for a minute, Mike, about this game earlier today. And really, it began the same way that the Chiefs began or ended their game on Sunday night football last week, and that was Mahomes to Kelsey for a touchdown. Seven to nothing early in this one for the Chiefs. Bryce Perkins got the start for Los Angeles at quarterback in for the injured Matthew Stafford. He engineered a drive that ended in a field goal to make it 7-3 to three Chiefs halfway through the second quarter. Very low-scoring game here. You talked about that Rams defense. They were certainly putting up their end of the bar. Uh, Kansas City, they added two more field goals before halftime, and they went into the locker room up 13-3 to three with six and a half minutes left in the third quarter. Isaiah Pacheco found pay dirt from three yards out, and it was 20-3 to three Chiefs. They added a field goal with two minutes left, and the only decision left here was the spread as the Chiefs were up by 16 points with 90 seconds left, and the Rams had the ball. 26-10 is how it would end. The Chiefs win and cover the consensus closing line. There were some 16s out there earlier in the week that would make it a push, but Kansas City, they moved to 9-2 and two with the win. Rams dropped to 3-8, and eight, and the game stays under the total. Uh, just a relatively pedestrian effort. That's two out of the last three games for the Kansas City Chiefs that have not been too thrilling. The walk in the park over Jacksonville and then today over the Rams. Yeah, I mean, a ho-hum performance from Mahomes, but it was for 320 yards. Crazy. right? Uh, Kelsey uh, was held in check, I think, uh, a little bit. You, you know, he had a good combination of coverages that you could do if you're the Rams, and you have some players that you feel like you can match up with with, with a Travis Kelsey uh, but the run after the catch is phenomenal uh, for that player. Uh, he's a Hall of Famer, obviously. Um, and uh, it's, it's really crazy. But what's showing up repeatedly for Kansas City is that teams are getting Patrick to run and move around. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's still finding players. He's still making plays, right? And uh, you wonder if they do find that opponent that's able to do that and then also prevent those plays from happening. Uh, and that's when Kansas City gets in trouble. That's when they'll lose a game. It happened to them against the Colts. Uh, it almost happened to them against the Raiders, uh, as we saw in, that, uh, in, the, in the season so far. But uh, moving forward about the Kansas City Chiefs, I mean, they execute. Uh, they're starting to run the ball okay, but there are some breakdowns. And then defensively, still susceptible to certain things, especially on the outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't match up very well at all. Uh, and if you can hold them back and not let them uh, get pressure on your quarterback and make your quarterback pressure or panic, uh, then you have something going, uh, and, and they match up against the Chiefs. That, that's what they do, I think, the best on defense mm-hmm. is pass rush. Right. Other than that, um, 
they, they've got a lot of holes. They do. I mean, even Bryce Perkins and the Rams moved the ball on him a little bit mm-hmm. today. Uh, you wonder as we get towards uh, the latter part of the season here, post Thanksgiving, and certainly, you know, I said it earlier, I think the Chiefs might look like the very best team in all of the NFL. It, it almost seems like it's an easier way to beat them by going to a shootout and mm. just trading punches because you talked about Mahomes. You, you can move him out of the pocket, you can have him run all, run all over the yard but he finds a way to get it done. I, I don't know if there is a defense good enough in the NFL right now that can slow him down enough, and you think you, you just got to go toe-to-toe offensively, I believe. Yeah, I mean, there's ways in which you can kind of prevent some of the scramble plays, and that's all Kansas City's doing. They're, they're scrambling, and uh, they're so disciplined. They practice it. They practice scrambling, and, and Patrick changes his arm slot and, and makes throws. So uh, getting him out of the pocket, but he's so pocket-savvy, though. Mm-hmm. Like, you see quarterbacks – when a pocket is disruptive around them, they panic. But Patrick, he looks for areas of escape uh, or he'll look for areas in which he can stay in a pocket and still keep the play alive. Uh, so from a concept standpoint, understanding that, first of all, will help you be more disciplined rushing Patrick Mahomes. But uh, I guess my biggest point is that teams are penetrating and getting pressure against that offensive line. Uh, but can you stay still stay disciplined uh, and keep Patrick relatively in the pocket to where those throwing lanes are not open from a scrambling situation. Now you can cover that up too. Uh, and then conversely, you got to score offensively. And uh, there's some teams on that schedule, one in particular, the Cincinnati Bengals, I think are capable of doing similar things or doing things necessary to kind of slow down Kansas City. And then on the other side, scoring points because they're so mm-hmm. explosive offensively. Yeah. I'm not worried about scoring on Kansas City. Right. They, they definitely give up some points. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jordan Love looks like he might be able to put some points on the board for the Green Bay Packers, moving the ball very nicely here as he hits Alan Lazard with about a minute and 46 seconds left on the clock here. They are into Philadelphia territory, I want to say around the 30-yard line oh. of the Eagles. So Green Bay not out of this yet, especially from a spread perspective. We'll be back with a couple more recaps. We'll preview the Monday Nighter and find out what happens here in Philadelphia. We'll be right back. Football Blitz on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The VSIN Cyber Monday deal is on now. Sign up today to become a VSIN Pro subscriber, and you will get a daily recap of the top plays made by VSIN show hosts and guests. Tools like our betting splits that let you see where the money and the bets are moving for every game. Deep dive daily betting reports, plus our upcoming college bowl game and Super Bowl betting guides. New VEASAN Pro annual subscribers also get a $30 credit to the VEASAN store. The VEASAN store is a great place to shop for VEASAN sports betting hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear. Hurry, this is a limited time Cyber Monday offer, so sign up now for the perfect sports betting holiday gift at vcin.com slash subscribe. Welcome back into the Pro Football Blitz. Brady Cannon and Mike Pritchard with you. The Green Bay Packers settle for a field goal. Jordan Love looking pretty darn good in relief of Aaron Rodgers and nearly found Randall Cobb for a touchdown to make this a three-point game. But on fourth and four, Matt LaFleur elected to kick the field goal. It was good, 40-33. to And the, Cle- or excuse me, the Philadelphia Eagles go back on offense here, and LaFleur did have all three timeouts, now down to just his final timeout, and the Philadelphia Eagles are facing third and three, and we are under a minute left to go in this ball game. Philly will be able to close it out here with a first down. Yeah, big play right here. Um, and no different than fourth and three when they kicked the field goal, but uh, having to convert, you know, so many plays to go to uh, in this situation for Philly. And they uh, do indeed get the first down, and that looks like that'll just about end it here. Green Bay will burn its final timeout, I assume. Uh, Doesn't look like they have just yet, and uh, maybe they're throwing in the towel here, Mike. But uh, a seven-point deficit, and the clock continues to tick. Uh, I I think this one is all but done. Yeah, it's done. Um, So you get the push in the contest um, with the seven-point spread right there. Um, But... Yeah, Jordan Love looked okay, like you mentioned. He really he did. Looked confident. And and I thought, I'm looking at the graphic there, I, I thought Green Bay had another timeout. Is that a, a timeout that they still have left? 
Okay. They just didn't take They it do out. have no. one. Okay. Yeah. It but, was uh, they let it go from yeah. there. Yeah. All right. Very good. So uh, that is your final. 73 mm. points on the board. Mm. 40 to 33 ends up going over that in-game total with that final field goal by Mason Crosby. Of course, we had the in-game total peak at 74 and a half. But for a long time, it was 70 and a half. And you and I were kind of thinking, boy, would this be a number to go under uh, at 70 and a half, but uh, I'm glad we did not. Yeah. Think about that for a minute. We saw 73 points in a game with a lot of big plays, obviously, right? Uh huh. But you had quarterbacks that threw for Jalen Hurts threw for 153 yards, two touchdowns. So he's under his passing yards prop. Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers threw for 140 yards, and then Love threw for 113 yards, so 236. Um, football's different, right? I mean, we're seeing the return of the option, the triple <laughs> option. 353 rushing yards. Uh, the first time that has happened since, what, was it the 1950s? Uh, I think it was 1948 uh, for the Philadelphia Eagles. Right. 353 yards on the ground. Just absolutely incredible. But Interesting plays happening on, on the ground, though. Like, I was doing research earlier this year, there was more big plays in the National Football League on the ground than there are in the air. Yeah, so, it's wild. Yeah. I mean, we saw it out of the Cleveland Browns today. Mm-hmm. Big runs yeah. on the ground. Uh, we've seen it really out of the Baltimore Ravens all season long. Uh, interesting for the second half as well. Your total was 20, uh, 24, and it ends up going over that, also with that field goal, uh, field goal by Crosby late. And as far as the side... The second half was a pick'em, right? Was a pick'em, and it lands exactly even. <laughs> uh, no winner there on yeah. the side. That is a draw. Very wow. interesting. You know, I, I guess we were pretty decent with our handicap here, in a way, Mike, because we were talking about how Philadelphia has a really good pass defense, not a great run defense, and Green Bay does not have a good rushing defense. And well, what happened on the ground? They got torched on the ground. Did the Green Bay Packers? Right. And we saw Aaron Rodgers get intercepted a couple times. That pass defense was pretty stingy for the Philadelphia Eagles. So, you know, the way the metrics set up for these two teams, it kind of played out that way. Yeah, it did. I mean, I'm just thinking about how the big plays happened, though, in a passing game. I mean, Watson, that was just a basic cross. That's, mm-hmm. a, that's a core play. That's a, that's a play from day one in OTAs you run. Uh, it doesn't matter if it's a tight end, a slot player or even a receiver, depending on the formation, it's just called a basic cross, 10 to 12 yards across the middle. I mean, that's so basic and so simplistic, but yet that turned into a big play, you know, against the Eagles defense. And so when we think about matchups at times and then, okay, are the Eagles doing something to where plays like that can turn into big plays? And I'm curious about that. I'm going to watch and figure out what the Eagles are doing and why that big play happened as opposed to just being a possession play. Why did that turn into a big play? Was there a breakdown? Did somebody miss an assignment? Or was it man-to-man coverage and they just can't cover? I know I know they missed the safety um, who got hurt earlier. Yeah, Gardner Johnson. Gardner Johnson. So maybe, he's a very good player, sure, too. Sure. Maybe the backup was out of position. I mean, so many things could have played into that. But, uh, you know, as a better, understanding that can help, right? Oh, for sure. Um, I agree. Yeah. So Jordan Love looked okay with basic plays. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, he, and a soft defense. Sure. And when he had to make a throw, it was a little bit behind. It was some contact. Yep. Uh, and He and missed it by pass. a half second, too. I yeah. Mean, Cobb turned and, was, and flashed open for right. a minute, and then that window closed, and he missed him. But Maybe uh, a better quarterback puts that ball where it's supposed to be. On time. Right? And on time, yeah. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, they win 40-33, to 33, depending on when you got the number. Could be a push or a win if you played the Eagles this evening. And, of course, the game sales over the total. Let's talk about the Saints visiting the San Francisco 49ers. Alvin Kamara got the game started with a fumble. The San Francisco 49ers recovered and turned that into a field goal, 3 to nothing. Niners up early, and then we move all the way to the final 13 seconds of the first half for a Jimmy Garoppolo touchdown pass from five yards out to Juwan Jennings. It was tipped by Tyron Matthew and then falls into the hands of Jennings. He stays in bounds, and it was 10 to nothing, 49ers at the break. Uh, the Niners got the ball to begin the second half, and Robbie Gould knocked it through for a 46-yard field goal to make it 13 to nothing, San Francisco. 
New Orleans had a handful of chances throughout this game to get back into this game. Nearly had a pick six that was called back because of a illegal contact penalty. Alvin Kamara fumbled again from the one-yard line, and with less than five minutes left in the game, they had another chance to knock it in with a goal-to-go situation, and they ended up turning it over on downs. The Niners pitched the shutout, and that is now four straight games that they have held the team scoreless in the second half. San Francisco moves to 7-4. and four. They are now up in the division on Seattle. The Saints drop to 4-8. and 13-0 is your final. The 49ers win and cover. The game stays well under the total and very frustrating for you and I, mm-hmm. who had the Saints today as a part of our VEASAN bets giving. And you think about a team that's catching 9.5 points right. And the final score was thir- or the, or the the opponent scored thirteen, and you couldn't cover. Yeah, that was so, rough. So frustrating, especially when uh, the Saints' offense ranks third in the league in second half scoring points. Yeah, uh, and, and they had plenty of opportunities. A, a Crazy ton of opportunities. I mean, I, I get it. The Niners, uh, and they're now four games not allowing allowing a second half point. Correct. That pr- pretty good streak right there. Yeah. Um, but Brady, I, I I mean the Saints are so tough to to back. They really are. They, they fool you. Like, you feel confident. Okay, this is a solid play. But then, nope, they disappoint you. Then you stay away from them, and all of a sudden, they, they do stuff that they're supposed to do when, you, when you're looking at supporting them uh, from a betting perspective. But I look at this one stat that just glares at me in neon light. <laughs> the New Orleans Saints are minus 14 in turnover differential. Yeah. And they're dead last. I mean, they, and they, they did it again today. And they did it again. And they're also awful in penalties. Right. right. I, I believe so, they're second or last in the league in, in drawing penalties yeah, as well. Yeah, I mean, as talented as they are outside of quarterback um, and the playmakers that they have to support the quarterback, I mean, it is hard to overcome a minus 14 turnover differential. The next closest team are the Colts, and they're minus eight. <laughs> they almost wow. doubled up the Colts. And turnover differential. I mean, that that is horrible. I tell you what, though, you know, for me, this was really more of a bet against the 49ers. I felt that the uh, New Orleans Saints would be decent enough to stay within a very big point spread of nine and a half. And I don't think the 49ers are lousy. I think they're very good. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought the situation with them going to Colorado Springs, going to Mexico City, a rough week, and then all the buzz about how this team was the greatest thing since sliced bread, and, you know, they're, they're going to the Super Bowl, and the, and the locker room was so festive, and, and the Niners were on cloud nine, and I think not only were they elevated, I thought the point spread, uh, point spread was elevated as well, inflated, if you will. Um, and, and, you know, it, it looked that way for a long, long time, but the Saints could not just get a single score oh, on the board. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, very crazy, and... Uh, just not disciplined enough to to win games, you know. And uh, I, I think Dennis Allen as a head coach is a bit stubborn too. Yeah, I will um, agree with and, that. And that's going to hold the Saints back as well. Well, the Saints will go to uh, the Monday night game in Week 13, where they will take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Buccaneers were favored in that game. That will be in Tampa, and the Buccaneers are laying six and a half points. We mentioned the Miami Dolphins will visit Santa Clara in a good one to take on the 49ers. They are currently three-and-a-half-point favorites are the 49ers in that one. We wrap up the show with a preview of the Monday Nighter next. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. 
I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun! Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All my friends love it. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. This is the Pro Football Blitz on Visa, the sports betting network. We are calling all soccer fans to lace up your cleats with BetRivers Online Sportsbook. With the World Cup in full swing, now is the perfect time to check out BetRivers. Log into BetRivers every single match day and get a free $10 bet when you place a wager of at least $25. BetRivers has all the latest odds, lines, and boosts to create the perfect match day experience. Head to BetRivers.com or download the BetRivers app today and get in on all of the action. It's a whole new game. Final segment of the Pro Football Blitz. We pass the baton on to Mr. Greg Peterson. Next up at the top of the hour, he'll take you for the next three hours as a part of the Greg Peterson experience to get your week started. Week 13 in the NFL. Of course, he'll have some college basketball news and notes for you. Greg Peterson begins 9 p.m. Pacific, 12 a.m. Eastern right here on VSIN. Mike, we've got one more game to wrap up week 12 in the NFL. And, of course, that is the Monday Nighter, the Steelers at the Colts and not a very good looking matchup if you just look at the records the Colts are 4-6 and 1 hosting the 3 and 7 Steelers they both come in off of losses the Steelers falling at home to the Cincinnati Bengals last week and the Colts letting a 10 point fourth quarter lead slip away and getting beaten by the Philadelphia Eagles 17 to 16 I tell you what though you know sometimes you can have an ugly looking game like this on the surface and I think this might actually be a competitive, entertaining show on Monday night. Wondering what you think. Colts favored by home here by two and a half with a total of 39 and a half. Well, from a betting perspective, I mean, I think it's a chance to catch the Steelers um, in points. Uh, I, I have it as a tie, to be okay. honest with you, in this game. Um, I, I think there's a lot going for the Steelers and the young talent and what they did last week, putting up 30 points against the Bengals. We just saw the Bengals a little bit from a defensive standpoint. Uh, and the familiarity within the division, but yet you're able to do that. Um, I think Matt Canada was more aggressive, and, and that helped out the Steelers in recognizing the personnel that he's working with, uh, with Pickens and, and Pickett, certainly Najee. I mean, all these guys. I mean, they're, they're a group of young players that, that want to make plays, and so I, I think you should let them try to make plays. Now, defensively, TJ Watt back is going to help the defensive front and what they want to do, being becoming Blitzburg again and confusing offenses that way we know the offensive line for the Colts is challenged it has mm -hmm. been all year um, and I don't see any light at the end of that tunnel in terms of fixing it and being what everybody expected them to be up front offensively is um, that really like a focal point for this game T.J. Watt and that defensive line T.J. Watt obviously back in the lineup and mm -hmm. healthy taking on what has been a less than perfect offensive line for the Colts and then you know, if they are able to pressure Matt Ryan because of that mismatch, 
Matt Ryan reverts back into what we saw earlier this season where he starts turning the ball over. Yep. I mean, that that's kind of seems like a key point of this game. Well, an, or, an older quarterback like that, too, with a new team, tends to do what in a pocket? When it starts to collapse, he, he starts to collapse. Yeah. Like, there's no playmaking ability. There's no Patrick Mahomes escapability and stuff like that or uh, movement. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's lack thereof for a guy like that. But uh, I think T.J. Watt, what he brings uh, is – Alex Highsmith to be able to be a factor on the other yeah. side. Mm-hmm. Because you think about an offensive line, your attention is going to be on TJ Watt. You might slide your protection that way, and then, okay, opposite him is going to be one-on-one. Uh, maybe you can bring some blitzes, knowing that the offensive line is going to slide towards TJ Watt. Now I can bring an extra player off that side. And, okay, are the Colts going to keep in a player to help protect, or are they figure they're going to protect it or hot? Throw a hot route. Who knows? But you're playing into the hands of the defense, right? So there's a lot of that um, available for the Steelers defensively. Now, the Colts defensively, uh, here's the injury report. Quiddy Pay is out. Mm-hmm. Uh, DeForest Buckner is questionable, but he was a full participant in practice. I, I think he's going to go. He'll probably go, yeah. But Ngakwe has a back issue, and mm-hmm. he didn't practice uh, on Saturday. He's a speed rush guy, a bend around the corner guy, and you have a back issue, uh, that's going to be compromising. So I don't know how much they're going to get out of Ngakwe, and I don't know from a backup standpoint uh, how they're going to generate what Gus Bradley wants to do, and that's make Kenny Pickett panic. You know, if they can't get pressure on Kenny Pickett, I think he gains more and more confidence. So, Right, uh, yeah, for sure. I, yeah, I, I think I have, it, I have it as a tie. I think the Steelers, uh, certainly in a teaser if you're looking for that, but, you know, um, uh, catching two and a half points, you would like to have more, but uh, still a, a chance to catch some points in the game, though. Well, the Steelers have scored a touchdown on just over 13% of their drives. That's 30th in the league. The Colts have scored a touchdown on less than 13% of their drives. That is 31st in the league. The Steelers are averaging 27.1 yards per drive. That is 26th in the NFL. The Colts are averaging 27.9 yards per drive. That is 25th in the league. Here's some interesting trends here. Uh, the Steelers are 8-0-1 against the spread in their last nine games against teams from the AFC South division. The Colts, meanwhile, 1-6 against the spread in their last seven games against teams from the AFC North division. Uh, I, I don't know if that means anything. And maybe, Mike, you can – I mean, were there just certain divisions that you struggled against or dominated? Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I think if you – Factor in what the AFC North is. It's a physical, physical. That's division. a great point. Right. And and the AFC South is ten tends to be kind of soft, right? Kind of finesse. Uh, Colts, uh, Jacksonville, outside you, of Tennessee, though. outside of Tennessee. But that's why they they're more the, like an AFC North team. That's why they win the division, though. I mean, that's very interesting. Yeah. I didn't think of that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, there's there's a makeup, and there, you know, there's also culture. I mean, you think about the AFC North, longer tenured coaches too, and that kind of thing. And, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, absolutely, you can distinguish divisions uh, by diving into them that way. Well, the Colts have not done well against the AFC North, and the Steelers have done very well against the AFC South. Matt Ryan, by the way, you know, everything has changed right. ever since he lost that Super Bowl, the comeback by the New England Patriots. He's not only gotten older, but he's really gotten worse. And 14-17-1 and 17 and 1 straight up, 11-21 and 21 against the spread as a favorite in the last five years, including 9-13 and 13 straight up and 7-15 and 15 against the number as a home favorite. Mm-hmm. Over the last five years, he's also 2-6 and six against the spread on Thursday or Monday night football with a touchdown-to-interception ratio of 5-9. to nine. And those eight games, by the way, have all stayed under the total. Uh, Pittsburgh head coach Mike Tomlin, 3-0, and straight up and against the spread in his career versus Matt Ryan. You talk about you have this game coming to a tie. My numbers are really close to the spread. I've got the Colts minus two and a half, Colts minus one, and Colts minus two. And just like you said, I played the Steelers in a teaser up to plus eight and a half. And I, I think you have a relatively low scoring game here. Wes Reynolds brought it up that, you know, maybe you get some happy action, fun time, and a contrarian move here to the over. But I, I think just on paper, it looks like a low scoring game with. Good defenses on both sides, poor offenses on both sides, and I wouldn't be at all surprised if Pittsburgh wins it outright. Yeah, I'm curious, are the Steelers' offense, are they going to be different? Are, are they on the verge of being different because of what we saw last week? And uh, I'm not using recency bias uh, in that regard. I'm just 
they have to evolve. I mean, they have to get away from Big Ben and what that was. And uh, I thought there was a disconnect, kind of like what we see with Aaron Rodgers and the young players. Mm-hmm. Uh, Big mm-hmm. Ben and those young players. There was sure. a disconnect, and, and certainly a new offense coordinator. But uh, they were able to get to the playoffs. I mean, primarily, I think the defense, Big Ben, uh, come from behind victories too. Uh, but now you have a rookie quarterback that needs to build confidence too. And and uh, I, I think he wants to throw it. You know, he's he's certainly accustomed to doing something like that. And you look at the players around him, uh, why wouldn't you want to throw it? So I'm hoping that Matt Canada, the offense coordinator, will allow that to happen as opposed to being highly conservative. And if the Steelers are on the verge of being different, that, that can be exciting for that football team. I totally agree with you. And, you know, to put 30 points up against the Cincinnati Bengals, mm-hmm. they have to, I imagine, take some positives away from that. And, and there seems to be a relationship developing between George Pickens and Kenny Pickett. Right. And, and Pickens is an extremely talented receiver. Uh, he's a guy I've had my eye on all season long, and, and now it's really starting to come to fruition, that relationship with he and Pickett. And, and I think Pickett has improved in every game I've seen him so far this year. He's gotten a little better, and I think probably took the biggest step in that last game, the loss to Cincinnati. Yeah, I totally agree, Brady. I mean, I, I think – there's something to be said when you are like-minded that way and, and okay, uh, there's no gap. There's no generational gap like we see with Aaron and, and these younger players. And so you can relate uh, and you're going through a lot uh, together and then you're going to work together. You're going to work out. You're going to work out before and after practice and you're going to hone your skills that way. So uh, developing those type of relationships uh, are vital. Uh, and if you can get it to where you have a quarterback growing up at the same time, as the young players around him, I think that can turn into something special. And I think this has to be a coaching advantage for Mike Tomlin yeah. over Jeff Saturday. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> All right. Well, go Steelers. That is going to do it for us. want to thank the crew behind the glass, our producer, Brian Ortega. Mike, thank you to you. Another nice weekend with you. Happy Thanksgiving once again. Uh, next up, it is our friend Greg Peterson. He's going to take you the rest of the way for the next three hours. It begins at 9 p.m. Pacific, 12 a.m. Eastern. It is the Greg Peterson Experience right here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Thank you for tuning in, everybody, and have a great week. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free at 